yeah, we can get bogged down in the numbers and sometimes it feels like you're just working off a lot of Excels and PowerPoints, but there's also a lot of cool shit behind it and a lot of cool um, campaigns that can kind of come out of it. So it, it's all the, the, the possibilities that, that, that it presents that I think has always been the thing that drives me a little bit about it. At least that's what I tell myself. Realistically, it's just Stockholm yeah. Syndrome. That's what I tell myself in the mirror every <laughs> <Stockholm>. morning. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, a special episode as always. Uh, every Wednesday you're tuning in to the podcast where we discuss delicious ads that we all love, especially ads brought to us by our new guests. Uh, before we introduce our, our next guest, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Co-pilot as always. Uh, and this week we have Manuel Joachim, for, uh, Business Director at Essence Media Com. Welcome to the podcast, Manuel. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here, lads. First uh, long time listener, first time caller. Yes, yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm a big you're, fan. You're going to say sure. yes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see it come up on my LinkedIn feed, I'm like, oh great, this this is a a, a very productive waste of time. Put it that way. A lot of yeah, people yeah. have I... put it that way. They're like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good way to hide that you're listening to stuff about the industry, but it's just absolute shy talk. <laughs> ah, it's inspiration well, in there, your... you know. Have you done your timesheets? No, no, I'm I'm catching up yeah. on uh, industry news. Industry <laughs> news. <laughs> I was actually thinking this morning. I was like, "What does this go in on his timesheets? You know, agency <laughs> management? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Sounds about right." What What's a timesheet? Yeah. Uh, God, you do you know what? Those? I fucking do not miss a timesheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 email you'd get at the end. It's like, yeah, no one has done timesheets in. Oh, oh shit! Like, I'd say there's a long trail of people in media at this point who hate me just for how much of a timesheet Nazi I am. I'm oh, just like, you're, you're, just, you're into them. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, just do them as you go. It's not a hassle. Yeah. You know, it takes yeah, seconds yeah. if you do it as you go, as opposed to hours, if you do it retrospectively. And you're, yeah, you're yeah not many people have seen my way of thinking about it. Yeah, no, but you're, yours you're, is the right way. That's the right yeah. way of doing it. hundred percent. There is no often. one could question that that is the right way. Unfortunately, human nature <laughs> has a bed in a lot of people. And it's like when you, you start the diet or you start the exercise, you're like, yeah, January. Okay, doing it, doing it every week, doing it. And something happens and you're like, oh, fuck. And then it's June. And now you, <laughs> and then you're in bother. But uh, timesheets, fucking hell. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, look, I, I'm not saying I enjoy them, you know? No, no. They're, they're necessary. Just stick with them. I, I get the feeling you kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get a good bit of enjoyment out of hitting submit, you know, and Fair. sometimes um, sometimes I have to reject someone's timesheet because I haven't done it correctly. Maybe I get a little bit of sick, sick pleasure out of hitting the reject button. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get that vibe. <laughs> I love it. So for, for anyone who doesn't know, um, ourselves and Manuel, we started roughly around the same time in the industry in, yeah in core. i think you might have been maybe a year or two before me or but there thereabouts i was 2012 yeah, yeah. I, was, I was 2013 uh, and aaron right. you and aaron you were like 2010 or something you're old i was i was back i was an old timer by then yeah uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd seen some things yeah uh, you were pre-digital <laughs> a long aaron. time aaron was pre-digital yeah <laughs> pre-digital i was there when they unveiled an mpu it was, un- it was unbelievable it was, uh, <laughs> was that justin was it with like a red you know a red curtain over it and just drop the curtain <laughs> exactly um so you were in 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 starcom a lot of time while we were in in mediaworks um and I think that there was two things that I always kind of got 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 from you, Manuel. The first, and as a Mayo man, I can appreciate this: is you're very proud of your of your roots, and you big up your Chilean roots as, as much as possible. And fair play. Um, Thank you. I do. And, and the second is, I always got the sense you 
absolutely fucking love media and media in particular and media planning uh would, would i have would it be would that be a fair enough assessment yeah yeah i think so i mean it's funny that on the first point the chilean thing i'm definitely really proud to be from Chile. Um, and the nice thing about it is people know fuck all about Chile. So I can say whatever I want and no one can be like, no, that's not true. You know, right. or you're, you're exaggerating. Uh, so that's kind of handy. But no, yeah, you know what? I, I, so before I started in media, I was in a couple of different gigs. I worked in shipping for a brief period of time. I worked in recruitment for a brief period of time. All good companies, but, you know, just the work wasn't for me. Uh, and the thing that I found immediately when I joined media was just like, it's just exciting. It's fun. There's a lot going on. There's always a lot of like really interesting people to meet, different points of view. And even in the, I was going to say short span of time since I joined 11 years, I don't know if that's short, really. And, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just evolved so much. And there's just like a lot of, like, yeah, we can get bogged down in the numbers. And sometimes it feels like you're just working off a lot of Excels and PowerPoints, but there's also a lot of cool shit behind it and a lot of cool um, campaigns that can kind of come out of it. So it, it's all the, the, the possibilities that, that, that it presents that I think has always been the thing that drives me a little bit about it. At least that's what I tell myself. Realistically, it's just Stockholm yeah. Syndrome. That's what I tell myself in the mirror every <laughs> morning. <laughs> Are you delighted with uh, the obviously monstrous fame of uh, Chilean Pedro Pascal? Yes. He's, yeah. Uh, he's blowing up right now. Mandalorian really and moment, The Last of Us. Like, I don't think he can do wrong. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, kind of, I've known about him for a good few years. I, I can't even remember what would have been the first thing I'd seen him in. But, um, only recently have I kind of really started to learn who he really is. And he seems like a really nice bloke as well, you know, mm. like a genuinely good guy. Yeah, um, does, so yeah. he's doing a lot to help put Chile, not that Chile isn't he, on the map, but to put it more on the map, put it that way. He did, um, he did a Chilean, Chilean food versus American food. Yes. Favre, yeah, for that, I watched five that one, yeah. because I did, when I was traveling the world, we did, um, like three weeks in Santiago. Um, me and my wife lived in an apartment there for a while. So I was like, we tried oh, cool. some some local food and stuff when we did it. I was like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> it was, uh, it's cool because yeah, a lot of people, as you said, kind of uh, people have been to Chile or have been through it and stuff like that. But uh, it's a really cool country. It's class, the art there and stuff like that, especially in Santiago is Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously very biased, but, but I, yeah. I, I genuinely think Chile has something to offer for everyone. And I think, a lot of Irish people, when they go traveling, don't consider it because, mm. you know, in the media, you see a lot of Peru, you know, Machu Picchu, a lot of Argentina, tango, dancing, all this kind of stuff. You don't really tend to see a lot of Chile. So people don't think about it that much, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. But every Irish person I know that's been says they absolutely love it. Now, maybe they're just, you know, saying shy to me. But they no, I thought it was really fast because I love South America and uh, I love Chile and Chile and Argentina, obviously the, the old rivals, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed both Buenos Aires and Santiago. I, I enjoyed both those over Peru and Bolivia completely. I just thought they were, I just, I was so surprised. I didn't know what to expect, but like you, they're the type of places you're like, okay, I could live here. Like, you know what I mean? Like unbelievably nice, great weather, great food, really nice people. So yeah, I, and I, I, cool. I think Chilean culture, you know, really resonates with the Irish people in general because Chileans, are for the most part fairly up for the crack, you know, and mm. they're kind of willing to go with the flow a little bit and um, just willing to kind of give you the benefit of the doubt and have a bit of, have, have a fun time. So particularly, I think any Irish person I know that's been over said they, they got, they got on really well with the people because everyone was just really like helpful and accommodating and yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, look, I think it's got a lot to offer for people, especially like, I mean, even just the wine, the Chilean wine that arrives into Ireland is uh, do I, have any, do I have any chilling client wines now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Just> absolute <laughs> <mock>. <laughs> Yeah, it's like making sure they're not good quality chilling wines. They're the export stuff, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's it's not good quality. But you go to Chile and it's just amazing food, amazing wine, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, look, yeah. 
I'm I glad we've made this episode about Chile. That's what we're here to discuss. That's what we're here to do. And it's, it's, it's actually great because we get to announce our first sponsor, which is the Chile, Chilean uh, Tourism Board. <laughs> yeah. uh, this this uh, episode is brought to you by. Yeah. Um, but but from but but that heritage has that kind of influenced the types of advertising, the types of uh, uh, of commercials that you're drawn to, or uh, is that a, a constant evolution as as you go through the industry? Um, that's a good question. I, you know, and you'll see from from the ads that, that we're, we're going to show here, you know, I, I grew up in the States a lot when I was younger. So my, my my dad, who's retired now, was a diplomat. So we moved around a good bit. And I was back and forth between the States and Chile. So the ads have picked our, our American ones because it probably would have been around, you know, a lot of the formative years in the States. So that pick that's early influenced my, my, my choice of ads um, for now, kind of ads that, that, that bring a lot of joy to me from when I was a kid. But um, I think it, it goes evolving because the more we learn about like, you know what is a good ad versus a bad ad um some of the, the the science that's being placed behind measuring ads you know like all the stuff that system one are doing etc it, it paints a different lens mm-hmm. on things you can't not come into advertising you guys know and, and and not have a different lens on advertising you know mm-hmm. um than, than just kind of some people will see an ad and go that's a shit ad because of whatever <laughs> and you're like well actually it's incredibly effective because it does blah 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 you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so definitely definitely has had a big impact i think that both the heritage and the you know, ongoing impact of being in the in the industry for sure. Brilliant. Well, I think uh, I think it's a perfect point to to jump straight into it. So, uh, what do we have uh, for our first ad? I think the first ad is the Geico Unskippable ad. So this one actually isn't isn't from my childhood, but I still absolutely love it. It won a bunch of can lines in like twenty twelve or eleven or thirteen or something like that. Um, you know, what a big bugbear of mine that I've said to a lot of my clients over the years is that. Uh, when it comes to VOD ads, you can't just take a TV ad and stick it on on VOD. You know, we know enough about it at this point that that isn't good enough. This ad is from like 20, again, I can't remember the year, 2013 or 14 or something. And they really understood how unskippable ads work and how VOD ads work and just were so bloody clever about getting the message and the branding in so quickly and still using the remaining time that they had. And, and you can see, you'll see there, like the ad continues on despite technically being finished within six seconds and i think the view through rates were through the roof and that's why yeah. i won um a ton of awards so yeah the geico unskippable insurance ad is the first one let's give it a watch don't thank me thank the savings you can't skip this geico ad because it's already over geico 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance I think I've seen that once before and uh, that's such a good fucking ad. That's so good. It's, it's one of those ads, yeah, you just see like and you go, fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. It's yeah, so simple, yeah, so obvious, so simple, you know. Like, and I love just if you watch the faces of the actors and they're trying to like really keep up the smile for a full minute and not the move. Eyes, yeah. yeah, the eyes and like the dogs just going around. They always say don't work with animals or whatever. And I, I, I wonder if this was 
any kind of trained dog or they were just like go eat the food you know because <laughs> yeah. the dog's just going from plate to plate just eating whatever it wants brilliant it's so good like what i love about that from a creative point of view is it's that currency that transaction with the audience it's like look we know you don't want to look past six seconds. You want to see your thing. But here's yeah. something that we're shaping like a behind the scenes. And it's going to give you it's going to give you a laugh. Just 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 stay with us. Just stay with us in a way that's but you can leave. And I just love that transaction to give the audience something to talk about. And you include like just even the, the ridiculousness of the freeze which is amazing because then you're like, they're making these actors freeze. That's pretty weird. And then you release a St. Bernard, such a food driven <laughs> dog. <laughs> Beethoven himself, go eat spaghetti, Beethoven. <laughs> and just the spilling of the milk, like yeah. the little things. And then going into the mom's bowl, like just turn and be like, where is the source of this food? <laughs> like, yeah, no. I, and it's for great. me, it really uses the, the, the power of the medium really yeah. well you know what i mean and it, it, that, that's what makes it so clever is like you said it understands that people want to skip they don't want to stick around for this ad yeah. make it engaging make it fun for them you get your brand messaging you know the kind of quote-unquote boring stuff out of the way at the start and the rest is just playfulness and they have a whole whole series of these you know there was another yeah. one which was two lads in an elevator you know and like in suit and tie kind of very business attire and they say something similar to like oh it's all about the savings you know and geico insurance and they shake hands and they just stood there with shaking hands with a smile and somebody else comes into the lift and he's like, oh, sorry, can you just press the third button? <laughs> like, you know, and like the two lads just aren't moving. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a nerd for ads that use the medium really, really well. That does yeah. a lot for me, you know. I think that was yeah, clever. Yeah, we, we talk, Great. We and the brand front and center the whole yeah. way through. Like, that's yeah. fabulous. Like, yeah. well, na naturally so. It looks natural that it is. And we actually yeah. talked about this in um, in Simon's episode about um, uh, the, the Kylie, Kylie Minogue agent provocateur ad in the, the cinema ad. And that used the medium perfect. And this, this does that as well. But what, what strikes me watching this now, I did watch it when it came out in 2015, but watching it now in 2023, even though we're all so used to Skippable and they have loads of other different types of ad formats and pre-rolls now, even if you didn't know about TrueView, it still works. Yeah. And that I'm, I'm finding that quite surprising. I thought it was just going to be that kind of flash in the pan, perfect for the zeitgeist of what the format is. But it actually it it, it works oh, as a creative I, creative idea and creative. Platform. I think that also yeah. probably is a testament to the fact that people still put their fucking TV ads on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like not everyone has <laughs> creatively embraced. Okay, maybe we should treat the biggest viewing platform in the world slightly different when we're paying for ads. Mm. Um, and people still just throw absolute. I was only given out about it a couple of weeks ago on my son when he's watching Baby Shark or something. People advertising to an empty room of him just being. He's now learned to say data skip. As, <laughs> I'm like I'm like Aaron that's the next version of this podcast can be like skip that ad but um digital only but it's just I think it's a testament to their willingness to understand as you said Manuel that platform and yeah. how people want to experience it and giving them something back whereas a lot of people still it's still to the wayside you know what yeah I mean? and, um, and I mean look you know to be fair to, to clients you know, it's not a it's not a lack of um of desire or, mm. or, or creativity. You know, it is challenging to create another video asset. Yeah. It's expensive. It's expensive. You know, they have to pay for the hours of the agency and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So I, I can totally get it. But it is just a testament to that. And there, there was another one done by Burger King. I think, yeah, it was Australia. Um, and they basically did like kind of 50 iterations of the same ad. And it's these two lads sitting in a Burger King. And I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to do an Australian accent, but they're like... um. <laughs> 
the video played depending on what kind of video you were watching. So if you were watching a cat mm -hmm. video, you'd get served the two lads being like, oh, here, look at this bloke now watching cat videos. You know, he should be going to Burger King and getting his meal on. And yeah. whatever kind of thing you were watching, they had um, a, a, a version of the ad for that. And again, I just thought that was such a powerful understanding of what people are doing there and how to use the medium really well as opposed to just sticking a, a regular TV ad on there. Yeah, and that's a complete, that's a very valid point with regards to the actual expense of this. And depending on how much you are putting into the media, you've got to weigh that up. You've, like marketers only have a certain budget, yep. you know, and then we completely get that. But it's just lovely when you see, now Geico is obviously a monster. And yeah. they have so many diff different iterations of different creatives at different times doing different things. So they obviously can. But when you see someone do it so, so well, as you said at the start, you're like, it's so fucking simple. I wish I came up with that. Yeah. Um, like that's it's the fact that it's one shot. Like anyone could have done that. Like any marketer watching this or listening to this is like, or a creative agency is like, that's not hard. It's just coming up with it is, is yeah. the difficult thing. And backing it, that's as well. Then it's selling that internally. With stakeholders and i imagine in 2015 this probably benefited from the fact that people were like oh yeah it's just going on you it's just that youtube thing yeah put <laughs> yeah. it on do you remember yeah, around yeah, that yeah. time it was all yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah what do you do you're doing the facebook ads can you do call them can you call them on that? well yeah, they we will to. they do rebate <laughs> have you thought about bebo myspace yeah. they're powerful platforms <laughs> but uh it's great to see that's a great that's a guy very surprised this yeah. has taken that long to to get on the pod but it's uh i love it i love it it's so good yeah, it's still it's good just enough. as accurate today yeah that's uh, the thing if you use that ad today yeah. probably in five or ten years it'll still be just as clever and effective that's yeah. that's the other thing it's an ad that can uh, you know i would imagine gonna stand the test of time because i don't think we're suddenly gonna get a massive influx of like oh right we're now doing vod ads as a you know completely separate channel and yeah. an amazing you know yeah. that, that the industry is just not going to shift that way again probably because of production issues and budget issues and all the rest but uh yeah it's a brilliant one love it i'd throw it out there and say that that could work on tv or in cinema that could work on screens outside of digital yeah it's a good point like it's because it, it's it's a really funny creative is funny. execution and yeah. it's naturally funny and uh, maybe not all of them would work but but the definitely the dog execution uh does and and i also just love the the confidence of the copywriting to mm -hmm. start it at the end of a sentence or end of a conversation yeah. i love i i love the go. yeah what were they talking about? And and then it just cut, cuts it at that. And then also at the end, when the dog has just got his snout into the bowl and is like, that's like, that's the holy grail of, of where the food's coming from. And then you just cut mid mid chomp. It's not like he finishes and gets off the table. They just cut it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no wrap. You're just seeing a section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Um, that's as a savage one to kick off uh, your episode, uh, Manuel. So you've probably probably screwed yourself. But we'll, <laughs> yeah, time should, will tell. Time will tell. for last. Uh, what can we uh, what can we expect for a second ad? Well, the next one, it's funny, we're talking about that first one being so simple and anyone can do. The next one's probably not so simple. Um, you know, definitely would require more budget and, and, and some computer work and all the rest. But um, it's the Taco Bell Chihuahua Kiro Taco Bell, ad, which, you know, I don't know if many people have even seen. But if you're living in the States and, and in California, where I was around 99, 2000, this ad was, I mean, it blew up. They did variations of it. They did. There was a partnership of uh, Taco Bell with, you know, the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie um, with the dog in it and everything. Mm -hmm. So let you see the dog mm -hmm. and, and explain what we're talking about. And and then, um, yeah, I, I I just think it's brilliant. Great. Have a watch. Have a look.
Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, that's great. I haven't seen that in years. So bizarre. Yeah. So bizarre. I've, ne- I've never seen that. You know, and like, I just love, you, you think that the, the Chihuahua is going after the female Chihuahua or whatever. And no, yeah. the, the Taco Bell. And look, I don't know what their their overall marketing strategy was. I can't remember what kind of like collateral went alongside this, but I just remember that ad was just everywhere. And it's it's like as soon as you said to me, think of ads you love. It's just like one of the first ones that, that came to mind. To this day, I sometimes say you'll get a Taco Bell. I don't think I've ever had a Taco Bell in my life, but I just remember that ad, and it just comes to mind all the time. And and that 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 that, that phrase was that. Was everyone saying that Yokero Taco Bell? Was everyone just shouting that at each other? Was that like playground fucking basically the Taco Bell version of Was Up? <laughs> Maybe not as intense as Was Up, but it, it was definitely like in the zeitgeist. Like people knew about it and people were quoting it for sure. Mm. And, and then, like I said, they, they had the partnership then with the Godzilla film and they just had the Chihuahua uh, going around. And he has a, I was almost tempted to play this version as a book, but you needed the context of the first one. Uh, he had a little taco under a, just a cardboard box and like, you know, the cardboard box was propped up by a stick and a rope and he's calling the lizard and he's going, here lizard, lizard, lizard. And as soon you just see the shadow of Godzilla come over him and he just turns to the camera and goes, I think we need a bigger box. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> play on the Jaws thing. And it was just like, it was just so bizarre and probably slightly racist <laughs> looking yeah, back on slightly. it. You know, um, but I guess too, what was our part, our, our, our Mexican <laughs> descent or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was just a funny one, and it was just it was just attention grabbing, you know. Because if you think about most, um, or oh, sorry, not maybe not most, but a, a lot of fast food advertising just tends to be like the burger or the food, and like you know succulent shots of the food or whatever. The food is barely in this one. Mm-hmm. It's really about a distinctive brand asset that they were able to just kind of go with and 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 put front and center in the Chihuahua and the Yoquito Taco Bell copy line. Um, so it just helped kind of cut through a little bit of that that clutter, I think. Yeah, I think uh, interesting. It's really playing on that lady in the Trump tight narrative you know what i mean it's like he's going through this uh there's loads of stuff happening like the camera movements even almost every apart from like four shots it's a it's a dolly like it's like coming over the top of the dominoes you know what i mean everything is movement 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 it's that real 90s style music video shoot and yeah. uh to really get across that he's motivated and he's going he's going he's going and with even with the music is real it's up it's up it's go and then the fact he just the the reveal and it's like no 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 you move like he moving like this for Taco Bell he's not moving like this for her <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that misdirect and then with the tagline at the end and like dogs will you if you get dog right a dog right and creative as we saw in the other one like yeah. people will watch you know what I mean people will kids in particular will fucking love it if you get an yeah. animal right and you make it a character but uh yeah that's and, really and you know- cool. Credit to the the marketing team as well, because again, this was 99. I don't remember if it was a start or any, I think it was around then anyway. So let's just say production was early 99 or late 98. Mm-hmm. You know, computer graphics was certainly not kind of democratized at that point, no. you know? So mm-hmm. imagine being a marketing department going to the CFO or the board or whatever and saying, we're going to put a Chihuahua and it's going to, we're going to make a talk through computer graphics, you know, <laughs> or at least make <laughs> it look that how, way. How do they visualize that? Like, right. You know, you know I, th- I think it probably required a lot of a lot of courage on on whoever were the approval uh, or the key decision makers in this in this particular one. But um, it, it came together because, like I said, then there was a whole I definitely remember the dog being on like their cups and their branding everywhere. And like I said, they had the Godzilla thing. So it kind of blew up for a little while. Mm. It's I just did the Wikipedia here. So it ran from 1997 to July 97. 2000. Yeah. 97, wow. September 97. Developed by uh, tbwa 
Um, there you go. Yeah, and they, they talk about the Godzilla and all that type of stuff. And they ended the relationship when it were in July, and they got cha- Taco Bell changed their president because their sales dropped by six percent. And there was rumors going around it it all changed because the dog died, but that's not the case. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so it was just not an effective ad, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I, at the end, at the end, I think it done it had done uh, nearly four years of work so like that's nothing wrong with that um and the dog did not die to 2009 and of the ripe old age of 15 <laughs> so that's good. That's yeah good. exactly but uh no really cool ad i've and i remember like that's one of those ads i've seen and like i remember just knowing about the chihuahua then in other iterations but i'd seen that ad and like um it's uh it's just really yeah it's just really strong it's really well executed um and you can see why it just caught you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I think it's class. It's really good. Uh, I love that um, almost like Vaseline smear on the edges of the camera to kind of give it that. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of, of like Dexter or something like that. That kind of bright light and uh, uh, kind of yellowy. You mean the shot around through. the female dog? <clears throat> yeah, but also the, it kind of I've kind of got that vibe through, throughout it. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's it's extreme around the female dog but that that female dog the 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 look they captured when he goes by her is, is brilliant it's very very expressive you can almost you can almost feel what the dog is uh is 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 feeling which i doubt is any kind of mean feat when you're working with animals on set yeah definitely yeah definitely no really cool. uh brilliant well uh that's uh two down two down one to go manuel uh we're, we're, we're you're, you're you're rare enough for your last one what can we expect yeah, so the the last one is is not uh well it's kind of funny it, it, but it probably relies less on the humor. It's, it's just really simple copywriting, I think, and it's an ad from certainly from before my time. But again, growing up in the states, it was one of these ads that you just sort of knew about. And and my siblings are a good bit older than me, right? And I just remember them always talking about this ad. And the first time I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, it's just it's it's really just simple in its execution. So and in keeping with him, I didn't realize this. The first two ads we went from dog to dog. The second two ads we went from fast food to fast food. <laughs> so this third one is from Wendy's, the fast food chain in the States, which I believe was actually opening in Ireland. But it's the classic where's the beef ad. Okay. Let's do it. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. It's such a classic line, isn't it? Yeah. Where's the beef? Where is it's simple, beef? you know? And, but... and, and the thing I love about it as well is, you know, a lot of... Uh, Fast food joints, this was in the 80s, but I guess kind of in the 90s in the States, all their advertising would have been, you know, like kids hanging around, eating the food, you know, or families ha- having a lovely time out on a Sunday kind of thing. This is three old ladies, which kind of sounds counterintuitive when you're advertising towards, you know, presumably 25 to 44s or whatever um, to have like older people in the app. But it shows that, that that's almost irrelevant. It's just a clever copy line. You know? Yeah. Where's the beef? I think what's really cool about it is it, it Wendy's is playing into that grandmother overfeeds you so if anyone's going to call out that there's not enough food on the plate for her their grandchild or their uh husband it's going to be that older woman it's going to be like wait a minute whoa, whoa, whoa. where's the beef like as in like no <laughs> no qualms no fear no politeness they're going to be straight shooters and tell you and i just know that line 
that line just exists in popular culture from like you, you hear it in simpsons you hear it in family guy you hear it in movies and like it grew and even before i knew what it was from i knew it was like when i was younger i knew it was a thing you say where's the beef but mm -hmm. um uh yeah great really simple execution love that they're just going for competitors i just yeah. love that like i i always i i just personally really like when advertisers have a crack at each other because i think it just creates an awful lot of competition in creative agencies that motivates them to try and one-upmanship that you usually you, they can miss but when they land it's fucking great yeah uh, I, I i agree i think it adds itself to a lot of just funny shit i mean do you yeah. remember the and i always wonder how authentic this was versus planned but do you remember uh audi and bmw i think had that war of the the 48 sheets or billboards yeah. Yeah, you know, and again, so part of me has always wondered was that actually a little bit planned between them because it was almost too good. But you know, the whole yeah. like we have this, and then next week we have that, and you know, it, it's brilliant, and and that makes consumers kind of stand out and or stand up and kind of care a little bit more about it as well. That little bit of humor or or just kind of wittiness about it, and it's it's gossip, and it also manufactures the competition in 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 real life. So like, if someone's a McDonald's person or a Burger King person, they let you know. And if you're going like, oh, we're going to go to McDonald's, they're like, I'm not fucking eating McDonald's. <laughs> and like, so bringing that to yeah. life for them is like a soap opera. They love it um, because we love tribes. We love being part of one tribe and not being part of the other. And then to have the brands embrace that and give them uh, give them uh, like talking points. I said, this mm. is why I don't go there. Or do you see this? Like we even know, even of recent years with, um, uh, is it David Miami with Burger King and doing all the trolling stuff with like Hayden, Every picture of um, a Whopper had a Big Mac hidden behind it over the course of 12 months and all that type of stuff. I just, it's just so much fun. I just love it. It just feels like, and I feel like they get the benefit of more, um, more budget to do it because mm. I think the, the company people who are like anti McDonald's because they work in Burger King are happy to let the creative agency shit all over their competition. <laughs> so I think it's a good way to get more like, license to get more budget to yeah. do more interesting stuff you know yeah, the cfo is like yeah i can talk about that around the dinner table <laughs> yeah it's a good point it's a good point we, we we had a we were working on something with a client uh which i obviously can't go into but um go a few months ago that we <laughs> that we wanted to do something along those lines in media and there were those specific reasons why they couldn't but like they were really mm -hmm. hungry for it and they had some internal backing of it you know and like i said i think gets people a little bit more excited um because yeah. it's just I don't know, maybe uh, maybe there's something about kind of human tribalism or something. It, it appeals to people's easy understanding of like us versus them or this versus yeah. that kind of mentality, which maybe and we shouldn't feed into in the year 2023. But... Yeah, <laughs> there's, a of, there's, there's a bit of debate uh, in the in the marketing circles at the minute across UK and Ireland, specifically because it's, it's, it's most obvious with retailers and the Tesco doing the Aldi price match, I think is is the thing that sparked off the conversation mm -hmm. uh, but I only even called into a super value yesterday and it, they're doing the same thing so yeah. Aldi's getting two other competitors shouting about <laughs> they're essentially framing them as the lowest the, the lowest price benchmark that they have to compete against so there's 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 trains of thought for both sides you know whether mm -hmm. it's beneficial or whether it's harmful to the brand that are doing it but it's, yeah. it's I think the 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 intent and the creativity is probably what sets them apart, right? I mean, if, if, if you go out with an ad that's going to overtly um, say your competition is shit, which, you know, for a number of reasons, you can't really 
do that. But anyways, if you're going to go out and do that, then it probably won't resonate with people as much because nobody really likes like negative mm-hmm. advertising, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then the creativity again, you know, like the, the Wendy's thing doesn't, it was obviously going after McDonald's at the time and it doesn't call them out or anything like that. It does say our competitors, but it, it, it's, it's, it's very creative and simple and it's copywriting. It's all about the, where's the beef. You don't remember any of the other sentences. You don't remember any of the other shots. You just remember that L1 saying, where's the beef? Yeah. Well, they do call out uh, Big Mac and Whopper uh, towards the end. They say do they? It's a bit more beef in in Big Mac. I and didn't Whopper pick that up. And... I just was well, there you go. To, yeah. I was just counting <laughs> how many <laughs> times she said, "Where's the beef?" Yeah, but they do. But but at the end, what I found really interesting is is the 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 last bit of copy from the voiceover artist is says something along the lines of, "Uh, you're you're not you're not into that. You're you're Wendy's type of people." So it's almost like a. You're not into that shit. You're 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 with the cool gang. Yeah, you're, with the, the you're with the gang who appreciates <laughs> yeah. good food, kind of thing. So as it, it, it goes back to that point you met Shane about tribalism and tri- about being part of a group that you kind of can feel safe in and and yeah yeah fuck you <laughs> you know we're better over here. Manuel, though, your point around negative and creativity is completely right. I think it has to be done in a clever way. I don't know if you remember the, the early '90s when you had the console wars and Sega versus mm. Nintendo. That's that's a really rich area to watch yeah. that here because those fuckers had nothing but money and they were just cracking at each other every yeah. couple of weeks. Um, but it's the same. It's like when it goes too far negative wise, you're like, oh, no, that's not fun now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's You see it on Twitter. Like you see when the brands do really well very quickly on Twitter and how audiences can respond. And if someone takes it a little bit too far, it's like you're in a friend group and someone says something overboard and you're like, whoa. Hey, yeah. let's let's not make this personal here, okay? This is just this is a bit of fun. Um, well, it's, it's like when remember when Microsoft held a a funeral for the iPhone. Do you remember that? No, no. I think it was it was either Microsoft or BlackBerry. Did Microsoft ever own BlackBerry? I don't know. Anyways, it, it was I'm pretty sure it was Microsoft when they had when they were releasing a phone, and they had a, a funeral for the iPhone. And they had a literal funeral and a casket and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, it was tongue in cheek, sure. It wasn't like overly negative, but it it was it was a step maybe too far, too far and it was a bit too real, cringe, kind of. you know, yeah. and you look at the, you look at the, um, uh, what, what the, the, like photos and videos from the day and stuff and all the people there just, I've seen it here. Look yeah, awkward, weird. weird, you know, and it just went that step too far beyond playfulness into this kind of weird space of like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it, that's why I never resonated that. And, be, and because of that, it was an inferior product. Yeah. Really weird. It's for Blackberry <laughs> and iPhone. It was a double funeral. That's so Oh, strange. double funeral. There you yeah, go. Even better. A... May as well. But then you, spend the money on that too. sounds even more tragic. Like there was a terrible, a accident. terrible accident <laughs> with these phones. The same time. Um, but the other one then, if you're going to take one that does it really well, was remember I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. Yeah. For, mm. Like that's really, they're kind of like, ah, we're saying a lot, but we're not, we're not being mean here. They don't take pops. Yeah, no. But you, they just let the products show themselves. Yeah, yeah, let themselves yeah. I just love that stuff. I just think it leans into the kind of that kind of trolling nature, but in a in a nice way. When in it's a playful like, way, it's it's about yeah. inclusion. It's it, you are one of us as opposed to you're not like or like yeah. that thing is 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 shit. You know. Exactly. Um, and there's a very different energy there if it's about inclusion, and yeah. people I think naturally gravitate towards that. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. The, the 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 PC versus Mac stuff. You know, I mean, all of Apple stuff has always been about like this kind of community. That if you don't want to be a part of it, don't. Okay, cool. Yeah. But um, and brands like you know Patagonia is another good brand that not through advertising but through their just their ethos and everything they do yeah. are very openly about you know if we're not a brand for you, cool, that's fine. Pa- do you know what I mean? Patagonia is like that cousin who come you see every once a year. Now he's a doctor. 
and now he's like <laughs> now he's like helping charities in Africa. Yeah. And you're like fuck, mate. But just still chill. going like you know like dune boarding at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. Surfing still on really morning. cool and still like yeah, ah yeah. oh, no, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, get my I cap know. for Ireland because I was too busy with my charity. You're like shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, I brought the ayahuasca. Who's up for it? You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, you want to hate them, but you just can't. You just can't hate them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, god. Yeah. The, the let my people let my people go surfing book by Yvonne. Uh, Sh- Jeez, I thought you were making a Moses reference there. Let my people go. <laughs> no, no. Okay, uh, right. Let's get into it. That's the that's book the of revelations. Of the book. Yeah. Um, but like that that if you, if you're kind of on the fence about Patagonia and just it, I highly recommend to listener to read that short enough book. But you kind of fall even more deeply in love with the brand. But they don't even want you to fall in love with them. It's kind of, it's kind of that weird kind of. Yeah, we're here if you love well, us. Well, now that's, that's an abusive that's relationship, fine. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I Patagonia abusive brand. Some years ago, I I, I did a, a very brief stint in uh, Jump Innovation. Um, you know, if you guys know them, and they're brilliant people, by the way, actually, be good people to to interview for the podcast. Um, and one of the things that we did there was uh, safaris, as they called them, you know, kind of going around to different brands to understand what they're about. And this was for a client project, a client that actually um, both of you, I think, have worked on. Mm-hmm. And we went into Patagonia. Patagonia were a bit like, are you sure you want to talk to us because we're really anti your the brand? You know, we're really anti that that kind of thing. Um, and they were just so open and honest about it, like, yeah, shit sh- costs more. You know, we, we do things this way. We give our people these time this time off. We don't do Black Friday, all that kind of stuff. And there's no apologies about it. They're not kind of mm. dicks about it. They're not being like, you know, like, what are you going to say about it? They're just really like, this is what we stand for. And we live by it. And, I, you know, I think that really resonates then with people, because if you are into ethical production of clothing and, and you know, uh, ethical use of profits and sustainability and all that kind of stuff, um, then why wouldn't you want to spend your money there, even if it costs that little bit more? And it's good quality stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think no, level heads prevail. So I think someone doing something like that in a non-dickish way, not being emotive about it, just being like, look, this is this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. You do your thing. We're not into that. Kind of will draw people in over time, mm-hmm. as we're seeing with them. You know what I mean? The message will resonate. But if they come out really aggressive about it, then you make sides. Whereas at the minute, they didn't make, they didn't pick sides or try and make sides. People are just being like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I want to do this. Of course. Yeah. I suppose <laughs> they... they- they know if they're going to actually make a change, everyone has to make the change yeah. together because they're only one one small cog in the grand scheme of things. I think they're kind of taking a almost like a Volvo stance on it. You know, Volvo the leaders in, in car yeah. safety and giving away the seatbelt, exactly giving away the designs and the patent for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing uh, currently they're doing um, one for Aaron owns uh, a Volvo, by the way. <laughs> the next, seg- yeah, next segment is brought to you by Volvo. Volvo yeah. Do you know Volvo yeah, is all the Dub- segment? Volvo is all the Dublin buses. So I always tell Aaron he drives a Dublin bus. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, if only. Um, but they they they're doing it for wetsuits and 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 specifically neoprene. Be they're trying to reduce the amount of neoprene uh, with an alternative that they've developed uh, and kind of wow. trying to get other manufacturers on board to start using that uh, material. Uh, as opposed to, to the neoprene material, so it's it's just interesting to, to kind of see that them how they're doing it in the world, as opposed to just yeah. talking about it mm-hmm. and having an internal. And you know, again, it. it's 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 all that 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 positive sentiment, that positivity that comes through. Because like, so my my main client, big shout out to to Lidl. Um, you know, they like over the past few months have been have been running with their Go Full Lidl campaign. You know, and it's very much about like what go full Lidl means for people and how that can help you in your life and how that can help you live, you know, uh, to the fullest, et cetera, et cetera. So 
the the price comparison ads that some competitors in some categories will have you know probably do a job but they don't bring people into the brand i don't think you know mm -hmm. they, they might do a short-term job um but then what happens if the, the other competitor has even cheaper product and i'll just go there because i have no emotional attachment to you you know so i think people cr like people really really um uh what's the word i'm looking for move towards kind of more emotive and we know this you know like the science is there move more towards more emotive advertising that speaks to them that connects with them yeah they'll mm -hmm. empathize and... with the brand and then want to be a part of it like it's like i'm i'm full legal have been for there you years. Go. I'm have it, and it's, it's funny. Like if someone says, "Oh, why don't you go to Dun?" I'm like, "No," <laughs> I, I, like, oh, like I don't, because there's a little across the road for me, and I do the shop, and that's where I go. And yeah. That's it. Well, Anything else is a, is is blasphemy, and I won't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we had someone working here actually who's just moved to another agency in the past couple of weeks, but she. Um, I mean, is like the biggest brand advocate of Lilo I've ever met, including probably the clients that I work with in Lilo. Yeah. Like we did a um, a paint and Prosecco night in the agency here a couple of weeks back and we all had to paint like a little square of whatever mm -hmm. we wanted. She painted the Lidl, the Lidl logo. logo. <laughs> that's, how, that's how into it she was. I was like, wow, that is, she is full Lidl for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, in, in fairness to, to, to Lidl, uh, this segment is sponsored by Lidl. <laughs> this Lidl. is a great sponsorship uh, episode. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think we found a new sponsorship model. Uh, so the, in fairness, and they, they, they do walk the talk and, and there's, it, it's, it's, it's an initiative as opposed to an ad that I, I saw it. I was like, that's more than pure. That, that's just fucking brilliant. Where they launched a couple of weeks ago uh, where it's the wonky veg that essentially uh, or the, the kind of if there's a multi-pack of veg and say there's one apple gone off, but there's five of them that are perfect. Mm -hmm. The five will be distributed into boxes and you can buy the box for, I don't know, is it one fifty, two fifty, or some something ridiculously cheap, but you get loads of veg and fruit that would have been otherwise thrown out because it can't be sold in its original packaging which it can still go to a home. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I just absolutely love that because it's it's one of the biggest drivers of waste and they're they're kind of, they're, as I said, they're walking walking the walk Yeah, uh, the, the, while the, also being very helpful. The waste not boxes. Uh, waste not boxes. Yeah, they go, for, they go for three quid, I think. And, you know, sustainability, like a lot of brands say sustainability is at the heart of what they do and all the rest, but like it, it really does matter to them in a big way. So that kind of thing is, is um you know, just a really, a really powerful thing because, uh, even for me, you know, working on the brand, like food waste is something that I, I really kind of detest. And if yeah. I ever have any leftover food that for whatever reason we don't get around to and I have to throw it, I'm like, oh, man, that's such a, yeah, that's such a waste. I mean, I think, did, did both of you go to, to Kenya on the Hugs trip? No, Aaron, Aaron, you did. Like, you know, I, I don't know. For me, coming back from that and for listeners that, that aren't familiar with it, it's a charity trip to Kenya that we, that we used to do. And, um, when I came back, I was like, man, I can't waste food. Like I can't waste mm -hmm. food. There's people who like for them eating a bit of meat is uh, the treat of the year. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. you cannot waste food. I, I, I was only going to say, cause I think I was reading about this cause obviously Hellman's dipped into this with their creative as well, trying to encourage people uh, to use dipped into this. Wait, copy guys. Copy. But I think like it's some, something like I was reading about, it's like 60 to 70% of people feel guilty throwing food out. So like tapping into that, because I saw Keelings is, I'm in Sword, so Keelings is only up the road here in St. Margaret's, and they've just started a new brand, which is strawberries, but dipped in chocolate, but it's all the strawberries you can't sell because they don't meet the oh, yeah. requirements, you know, shape and size wise. And I yeah. just was like, I don't like strawberries covered in chocolate, but I like that. they. I just like they're not wasting food. I just love it. It makes me like yeah. the brand more if yeah. um, someone does that. So, and obviously 60 to 70% people feel emotive about 
um, throwing food out. So it's a smart way to go, and it's just good for everyone. You know what I mean? I just love when I see stuff like that. I just think it's uh, it's a Definitely. it's a way a brand can obviously do better, but um, also it'll help them with their with their overall brand and people's association with them. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's a nice uh, meander after yeah, yeah. <laughs> after after your triads, Manuel. So obviously. Uh, doing a lot of work with Lidl, you seem to be quite busy in Essence Media Com. Probably just writing out your email address for most people. <laughs> Timesheets, two hours a day. Writing out emails, <laughs> business cards. Is there any like <laughs> any uh, any initiatives or kind of projects coming up that you want to shout about, or kind of if anyone wants to get in touch, how will they get in touch with you? Yeah, well, you know, I I know the, the amazing Simon Kennett uh, spoke at great length about the um what what the the merger of Essence and Media Com means and what we're trying to accomplish now with kind of the various different um disciplines and, and and offerings that we have but i mean one of the biggest things that that we're looking at for the year 2023 and and on you know is just really building on some of the successes we've had recently and really building on the culture we've got some amazing people having joined and are joining in the coming weeks and um for us it's just about wanting to get out into the into the market you know and get talking to people more and and, and get more involved in events and get more uh, involved in like social um side of things as well so to be honest with you um for us it's like uh what am i trying to say here will this be added please tell me this will be added i can edit it. i can edit this don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah for us it, it's just about kind of building on 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 the successes that have come so far and making sure that 2023 is just an amazing year for the people that that, that work here and the people that work with us as well be that clients mm. media owners the rest of the media industry um, we just kind of want to be known as, as as one of the most like kind of fun, exciting, dynamic places. So uh, definitely on the lookout for anyone that kind of wants to work with us. Uh, if that sounds like something up there, up the street. Brilliant. How do they get in touch? Uh, you can contact me on my incredibly long email address, <laughs> manuel.yokum at essencemediacom.com. Um, or, you know, uh, or alternatively, just pick up the phone but or, or find us on LinkedIn. Brilliant. Okay, well, Manuel, thank you so much. Uh, it's Manuel Yocum, uh, Business Director at Essence Mediacom. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and bringing this amazing se selection of ads. Um, if anyone was listening, uh, please like, subscribe and all that uh, good stuff. But until next week's episode, Slunga Full. Mm -hmm.